a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Coming up after 10.15, what to do when your libidos don't match? How do the guys handle it? We'll have the all-male panel in studio to discuss this, but first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800. And before I get to answer your questions, I want to throw it out there. If you would like to join us at our 20th anniversary party on August 23rd. That's next Friday. We're going to have a live broadcast in front of a studio audience, plus a whole party to go with it. So it's from 830 to uh, 1130. It's by invitation only. If you would like to attend, uh, all you have to do is send me a text uh, tonight at 514-800. Let me know why you'd like to be there. And we will pick uh, some winners to uh, to be there. Uh, our regular contributors will also be there, including our guys panel, which you will uh, We'll be able to meet in person. We'll have uh, live performances by Stephen Voice, Melissa Plett, and Dolly Blonde, all who have been on the show multiple times. Dan Laxer, our own Dan Laxer, will be emceeing the whole event. We're going to have uh, some exploration booths as well. So our kink panel will actually have a demo table of some of the things that they talk about on the air that you can actually come see and discuss with them, plus a table of uh, sex toys. Eric Waugh, who's a, a world-renowned artist, will do a live painting uh, for us. We'll play Dirty Minds. We've got some great fabulous prizes to give away. We have food uh, sponsored by Cook and Date, a dessert reception. We have a beautiful cake from Les Delices La Frenet. The whole place will be decorated by Poppin' Balloons. And we have uh, all kinds of gift certificates and prizes to give away. Plus, uh, we'll have gift bags for people. And uh, we have so many people to thank for contributing to this uh, to this event to make it special. So um, I'll let you know who some of our sponsors are towards the end of the program. Let me give you uh, uh, answer a question or two here. Uh, my partner always seems to want to have sex, which is great, but sometimes I find I just don't want to. This is uh, this is an email that I got from a gentleman. Not because I don't want to, but because I just don't feel like having sex. Either I'm not in the mood or I'm kind of lazy. This is a problem because I'm the guy and she's a girl. Usually not kind usually it's not kind of the other way around no what can i do about this she thinks that i'm not attracted to her as i used to be or that i don't like sex that we have when in reality i just don't want to and don't feel like it and i'm lazy that sounds really bad but what could be the problem i'm 25 can you please help me out here and trying to find out what uh, we can do and we also live together so 25-year-old, doesn't really feel like it, seems a bit maybe bored with sex. I don't have a lot of too much information uh, to go on really because I would have questions like, do you have sexual desire for masturbation? How uh, often do you watch uh, pornography or how often do you uh, do you masturbate? Sometimes just when you have sexual um, desire or your libido is up or you're aroused, it's just faster and easier to take care of it yourself. And that, uh, you know, yeah, that, that goes with a bit of laziness, frankly. Um, also, if you put yourself in the situation, so 
even if you feel like right this minute I don't I'm not really in the mood it's not that hard to get in the mood uh, once you kind of allow stimulation to go on and you start kissing and you start um, fooling around so uh, I, I don't know what the other any other problem could be except whether you really are that lazy or um, something you're using masturbation to to um, you know take care of those sexual desires and that uh, and that gets in the way but physically there wouldn't be anything really wrong with you at 25 I highly doubt that it has anything to do with hormones but again I don't have enough information so uh, sometimes if if a, a if a problem persists like this and you notice it persisting the best thing to do is to get a psychosexual evaluation. Go see somebody who works in the field of sexuality and get a full uh, evaluation done where they will ask you all these kinds of questions to be able to get to the root of, uh, of the problem. Uh, can you tell me how often it happens that a girl gets pregnant her first time? I'm... Um, I'm unable to find anyone who has gotten pregnant her first time. So I guess you haven't spoken to anybody who's gotten pregnant the first time. It does happen. But there are statistics that, that we, we can see. So, for example, after, um, uh, after about a month of unprotected sex, about 15 to 20% of women will become pregnant. After six months of unprotected sex, about 75%. After a year, about 85% will get pregnant. After two years about 90 percent but you know those are generalities we don't know uh each specific person is different or it depends on age it depends on all kinds of things but yes a girl can get pregnant uh her first time Uh, that's that's a myth that you can't get pregnant the first time in fact it's a myth that some young people uh, hold on to or or hold true and it's just not uh not not true I am 60. I have the issue the 24-year-old has, but I do masturbate, maybe more than I should. But when I was 25, I could do it 10 times a day and then some. Do not remember ever saying no. So you're right that there's, um, you know, it could very well be. uh, This is more unusual. Like we don't hear about a, a young person Uh, having very low uh, libido. So something could be happening. As one text writes, might I suggest that it's possible that something such as medication can lower libido? You're right. And as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, do you smoke a lot of weed? Uh, Because what happens when you uh, come home from work and you start smoking weed from the moment you're home from work until at night? You get lazy. Like you lose that motivation. It could absolutely affect your sex drive. So that's another question that I would be asking is what about your consumption of either alcohol or uh, or marijuana? So that's a good question. As of the 60-year-old, uh, sure, you're going to have that same, uh, you know, as you get older, you lose that that level of libido that you had at 25. That's that, that's perfectly uh, normal. You're not going to do it 10 times. You wouldn't be able to physically because you're not producing that much sperm. Your, your muscles don't work the same way. Your blood flow doesn't work the same way. There are lots of things that are... Um, that change as we uh, as we get older. 
Karen writes, uh, my friend and I really enjoy your show as singles. We have picked up on some very valuable tips through your show. If possible, we would really appreciate the opportunity to attend your 20th anniversary celebration from Karen and Karen. So thank you very much uh, for that feedback, and we will certainly put your name uh, in, in a draw. I have fantasies of my wife having sex with a younger, well-endowed man. Should I tell my wife of this fantasy? Well, maybe this is a good question to ask the guys panel. Like, do you share all your fantasies with your partner? So this is actually, there's a fetish called cuckolding, which is about really this, this type of fetish where you watch your partner with someone who is far more endowed or better at you, better than you, or um, it, it's part of a humiliation um, fetish, and some men do get off on that, and this is something that 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 does turn them on. As for telling your wife, I don't know your wife. I don't know how she would take it. I don't know if you've shared fantasies before. I don't know how open your communication is. So all these factors matter when uh, sharing fantasies. But you know what? I'm going to ask the guys because uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to get the guys' perspective on uh, on sharing fantasies and if it's ever gone awry, if they, uh, if they have. Uh, coming up, we'll talk to our gentleman panel and uh, we'll also address what to do when your uh, libidos don't match. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Sharing fantasies, talking uh, about sex, communicating about sex, what to do when your libidos don't match, watching porn, if you're in a committed relationship, so many topics to get to uh, with our guys. I mean, those are some of the things I'm throwing out there, but of course, if you have a topic that you want a guy's perspective on, then uh, I welcome you to uh, text in at 514-800. Erwin Lamberski is here, Carlo DeLuca, and Costa Sakiris, the original, the original crew back in studio. By the way, you can meet them all on August 23rd at our live broadcast. So all you have to do is send me uh, why you'd like to go at 514-800, and your name goes into a draw. So I did get a question that I wanted to share with you gentlemen. I know that wasn't the original topic because I'm springing this one on you. Oh. It's not what I had originally intended, but I thought, wait a second, this might be good for the guys to answer. So the person writes, I have fantasies of my wife having sex with a younger, well-endowed man. Should I tell my wife of this fantasy? I forget what the fantasy is about. That's a whole other thing. But sharing of fantasies, like, do you... Automatically, do you automatically share? Do you find out if you're what? Like, what if you had a, a a fantasy that was really kind of out there? I think you share right away. You share. What's wrong with sharing? I don't see why not. Why okay. would you hide it? What would be the point of not saying it? I don't. Well, if you had a fantasy that maybe involved somebody else or whatever, your your wife might think that it's something you actually want to try like some people confuse fantasy and mm, i really want to do this thing so i don't know you would want to check to make sure you well i guess you would know your wife 
pretty well at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I mean, my, she, <laughs> my, she could take it. My wife once had a had a dream that I had an affair with a redhead woman, and she didn't talk to me for two days. Yeah, I heard about <laughs> that. She woke up really mad at you. I yeah, know. I know. So, <laughs> that was just a dream. That was just a dream. So, ma- so, so imagine if you shared a fantasy about somebody that was actually real. And I don't it, like. It, I don't like hearing about fantasies, honestly. Okay, really? share yeah. with me. Tell. Tell. I, I find it. I prefer being more reserved. I think. Um, if I was that gentleman and I had a fantasy of wanting my wife to be with another man, in fantasy, in fantasy, okay, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to hear her 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 response. If her response was, "Oh, yeah, that is interesting. I have the same fantasy all the time," right? You know? <laughs> I wouldn't want to hear that. You wouldn't. No, I Take- would want to know. Okay. I would want to know. Let's say, for example, the the roles were reversed. I would want to know that's what she fantasizes about. So what what would that tell you? The, her sharing. Her no, it, it wouldn't tell me anything. It wouldn't. It, it wouldn't have an impact. I think on me. It would more. It would be more. I know what's going on in her mind. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's an impact on me or a reflection of my. So, except that Carlo is saying that he wouldn't he, want to he, he would be kind of. You would be jealous. Like you're. You're thinking a bit of yeah, like, like. Wait a second. You're thinking of somebody else. Like uh, that's not. Right, that would be yeah, exactly. would make well. The way the way jealous. I see it is, is like well, I'm I'm I would assume, and I'm not I'm not saying it's the case. My most men's fantasy is being with two women. Now, would she not be jealous at that point in time? Would she not be saying, "I'm not enough for you. You need another one." Well, I guess it depends. But you see, it all. But that's what a fantasy on, is, though. Right? It's just a fantasy. It's a fantasy. It doesn't, doesn't want be... exactly. And most times, fantasies are something that's not real, and it's not like it's going to happen. Right. Although some people, you know, certainly well, some people that, listen, wanted to. Listen, mm-hmm. some people might say, like, <clears throat> my wife always knows. I think that Halle Berry was like with most one of the most beautiful women alive. Does it mean, and I could have a fantasy about it. It's not going to happen. I don't right. understand this. <laughs> Menage à trois, I think it's a very complicated situation because how are you going to pay attention to two people at the same time? You're so sure? like terre à terre, you know? You're like, you're it was so well-grounded, Carla, that you you can't fantasize. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where's your fantasy life? You're give me, thinking complications, all these women have to take give care me a of. Loose, give me a loose leaf and a sharpie. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll draw up the schematics. It's but a problem. I, I I'll think, work my way out of it. <laughs> but I think it's interesting where your mind goes, right? Your mind is going to the practical Practicality yeah, of it. I guess it's my production background. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're very like, and, and these guys are like, ah, it's fantasy. It's like, it's it's all out there. Uh, Texter writes, I shared fantasy. So has she. For us, when we are hot and heavy, anything goes. But we sometimes laugh after how twisted and perverted we can get. Would we live one or two? Maybe. <laughs> so well, that's uh, that's interesting. So it's not all, like you want to know who you're, who you're sharing with. Like, again, your wife, Carlo, would need to know that you wouldn't take it well. Right? <laughs> right? Yes. But you need to have that conversation because what if she just sprung one on you, right? So this is why I always say, like, if you can talk to each other about sexuality, even about your discomforts, like, I'm not comfortable, you know, hearing your fantasies. Okay, well, I know I, your wife's going to know I'm not going to just spring something on him and upset him. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of sharing. The point is to arouse and titillate exactly. and, and, and share, right? Right. Okay. 
So we're on the same page there? Yep. All, all good. Erwin <laughs> uh, Lamberski, uh, president of the ID Group, Carlo DeLuca, owner of Station 16 Gallery, and uh, Casa Sakiris is the owner of Otavio's Restaurant. Whatever you want to share with us at 514-800, would love to hear uh, your thoughts as well. Uh, so one of the other topics I did want to talk about was um, what to do when your libidos don't match. Interestingly enough, there was a question that came in um, as well today about a younger man, a, a man, 25, who got lazy or doesn't always want to and, and his partner complains, you're not attracted to me or what it takes it very personally, but he's just saying, oh, I'm just I'm just lazy. I don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, no, don't feel like it. <laughs> so uh, that's a situation where those libidos aren't matching. Clearly, it's not always the woman who doesn't, who wants it less than the man. Sometimes it's the... It's the reverse. But just to know um, from you, from our listeners, how you handle uh, that situation, how you handle the, or, or how you've experienced desire discrepancy and what you what you tend to do about it or think about it. You want to go, Costa? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the reality is we haven't, the only time we've experienced that with my, uh, my wife and I is after uh, she gave uh, birth to our right. children. That was the only time. Apart from that, we've- You're on the same page. We were on the same page. We both have very active libido, so- how do we handle it after she how gave would birth? You well, how would you handle it, say, if your partner wasn't available or available, meaning she just I'd have very big calluses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. J Jill and Pamela will be getting a lot of action. Yes, okay. But apart from that, I, that's the only way. You, uh, except for discussing with her, talking to her, and hopefully it, it ignites something within her. I don't see any other way. Right. Yeah, that period really pissed me off too after childbirth. Okay. Yeah, it's like, can't you just lay there and, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Carlo! Yeah. Really? Oh, but I'm with him on that. Yeah. Just stay there. Don't move. Do. But how do you think. Okay, hello, guys. Think of how she feels. She's given birth, she's tired. All of this stuff is going on, hormonal changes, her vagina hurts. And you're saying, just lay there, just, mm -hmm. just be my object. <laughs> Let me just stick it in there. That's what it was. Yeah, and you think it's pleasant <laughs> no, for women pleasant. to hear that? It was wrong. But now, years later, when I'm at a period in my life where things are stressful and the libidos don't match. Uh, on your part. On the sale of my part. Okay. It's And why don't you just I lay there, Carlo? Why don't you just lay there? You know, yeah. <laughs> Easy for you to say. That's what we talk about <laughs> fantasies. <laughs> So you see, it can happen. It happens to men too. But that that whole thing about you just lay there. Listen, he didn't say he didn't say it would it would have happened. But I I'm, I hear what he's saying, what Carlos saying, because in your mind at that point in time, when you just want it, you're like just lay there. You're not thinking rationally. You're just thinking. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking yeah, with your second brain. Nor compassionately. Yeah. Yeah, no, at all. By the way, at all. Yeah, I'd love no. men to. Well, men, I can't say that as a, a general thing. I think many men are are very can be compassionate but maybe in those moments they don't see like it's no big deal for them right it's like come on it's just like a few minutes, minutes and right. sometimes Five we minutes. can run on autopilot give me 30 seconds we can run on autopilot sometimes <laughs> yeah well sometimes I, I when I do speak to women and we talk about this uh, when libidos don't match sometimes for women it once they get into it 
it it happens for them, right? That the libido is ignited. And I'll often tell women, like, just tell me how long it actually takes. You know, because they'll often say, yeah, but I'm tired. I don't have time at the end of the day. But how long does it actually take? Like, how long would he take if you said to him, just, you know, let, let's have a quickie? And they'll say five minutes. So mm. it's like, okay, it's five minutes. Like, think about it in this in this grand scheme of your day, that five minutes. Course, there's usually other issues going on like you know my husband just wants me to lay there or things <laughs> like that and there's resentment and all kinds of other stuff um, coming up I want to talk to our guys um, about well maintaining uh, sexual desire in long-term relationships like everybody here's in, in long-term relationships how do you keep it fresh how do you keep the passion going uh, there's a, a good study on that that shows like some of the elements that are, are required for that so we'll talk about that coming up with our guys panel Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. The guys in studio with us. We are live on Facebook. Paris is uh, filming and says, did you mention it? Of course, I always forget. Uh, Facebook Live. Go to my Facebook page, Dr. Lori Batito, B-E-T-I-T-O. You will find us there. Interact with us. Find out more about our guys in studio here. So how to maintain sexual desire in long-term relationships, or more specifically, like how to deal with desire discrepancy. I got to say that's one of the biggest subjects that comes up in my office with couples or one of the biggest frustrations is that that uh, desire discrepancy. But, you know, how do you maintain it? Because living in a lot like with somebody long term is a maintenance. You have to be on a maintenance plan, right? It's like going, mm. well, it's like going on a diet, losing all that weight. That's like the initial phase but then there's the maintenance you can't just give up your healthy habits no right so but a relationship it's you got to maintain it yeah but yes. it's not a i don't know it well, just sounds too it sounds okay think of it this way you you put a seed in the ground you're just going to leave it there or you're going to water you it you're going to tend to you're always nurturing, tend. nurturing your relationship nurturing. All the time. okay nurturing maintaining it's all it to me to it, it's all job. part of that thing time job it is it's a full-time job yeah (laughs) you can't ever neglect it you gotta pick up that call but it's gotta be a good type of job not like the negative but sometimes it's difficult it's not always uh it's not always easy but sometimes when you when you don't feel like it and your partner doesn't feel like it and if you guys are okay with it and you're oh then there's no problem then there's no problem that's right that's right i mean you you each got to give sometimes your everybody their own space as well yes that's I mean, part of being a couple is also part of being an individual as well. You very need your well individual said. time. Erwin, very well said. The couples that I, I see that are sometimes the most dysfunctional are the ones that are so enmeshed. They don't have their individual life. They have no uh, no outside friends, hardly any outside activities. They're, they depend on solely on each other to provide the happiness instead of looking at happiness for, like from within. And also, one person cannot fulfill all of your needs i mean one person if you're in a monogamous relationship should fulfill your sexual you know you should have your sexual needs together met that's a a different situation i just want to share a couple of uh, texts here i think we are still in a society where men are still expected to want it when women could have higher sex drive it's like a macho complex i love that fact that in the 70s there was a show called three's company we're all older yeah. here. We all know that. And the landlord's wife had a higher sex drive, and he would always make 
excuses. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's yeah. true that they actually showed that that the ropers. That difference. The ropers, the ropers, yeah. ropers. Yes. And she was uh, you know, she showed her always made comments and he was like never, never never wanting it. So there are a couple of things that uh, that help couples maintain sexual passion. I just want to share a few things just from studies and, and things like that. You know, I like to do that as well. Expectations. The, so researchers have found that individuals who expect and accept fluctuations in their marriage, right, or in their relationship, and they see them as normal and natural. In the, the libido. We're, yeah, we're in libido, okay. right, exactly. That there are fluctuations in that. Um, they actually are more sexually satisfied when they, uh, when they hit a slump, for example. So it's like expectations matter. If you go into a relationship and you and your partner at the beginning of a relationship are having sex a lot, and your expectation is this will be like this forever which a lot of people think is like, oh, yeah, I found my match. Like we're having sex all the time. And then what happens is life gets in the way, pregnancy, birth, stress, whatever, whatever. And it's not that way anymore. Well, that's because you ex went in there expecting that, right? But that isn't reality. Maybe for you, Costa, it's remained the same. And no, you're no, the not to that ones. extent. Not to that okay. extent. Of course not. Not uh, the first six months that we were dating. Uh, it didn't remain uh, to that level. Okay. It's impossible. Right, right, and and I think, but people, some people actually think it should be maintained to that level. So expectations. The expectations, but I mean, you can't expect like when you're in a in a, in a relationship for 10, 15 years that. Yeah, you know, your sex drive is going to be the same as it was ten or fifteen years ago. Good. Okay. I, mean, I don't think it's a sex drive. A sex drive. I, I, I think I mean, it's just a question of the, the life gets in the way. Well, yeah. like it too. But I mean, you, but age too. Age, age too, age of course. Too. Yes. Yeah. But you could still always have that affection and the touching and That's the right. thing. Or when, the, like I, uh, yeah. I, I've said in previous shows that I've been on. Every day, my wife and I kiss and hug every, every day. single day. Yeah. So it's not the affection that's no. that's dwindled, or it's just that. But that's the what sex. maintains. I, I, that's what maintains a relationship. Absolutely, the other stuff because the connection is still there. Right, no, and, and I have the same thing, the same type of thing with Daniel. It's not like okay, well, I gotta go give her a kiss goodbye because I'm leaving now. No, I because I want to. want to. You know what right. I notice? Like when let's say childbirth and the libido goes down on the female's part, it's because of her body, right? But then if it happens to not the... Not always. It's not well, it's her well, body, hormones, mind, everything, uh, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when the, the libido goes down for the, the, the male, it's not because there's something wrong, wrong with the male. The female's like, what? where you don't find me attractive? What's wrong with, you know? Right, she's more likely to question herself. Herself. Yeah, but this is, this is very... You're right. You're absolutely 100% right. Why? Because we live in a society where we expect men to be ready and willing all at the time. At any time. At any time. And that's wrong. Because there are actually 25% of men who have a lower libido than their partners. So that's a, a big mistake that we make, which puts men in a very bad position because... If you have low libido, you're going to have more shame about it or feel badly about it and maybe less likely to go get help because you feel that as a man, you can't really talk about well, that. Th there was another thing. I, a friend of mine actually uh, were discussing this maybe a couple of months ago. He was with this uh, woman and he says, uh, I got to end it. I'm like, why is that? He goes, well, she's asexual. Like I was completely oblivious to what the hell this was. Mm -hmm. And supposedly it's she has no care for sex at all. Right, but the, the, um, for someone like this, some people are asexual and they have no sexual desire, desire, attraction, 
uh, they have romantic attraction, but exactly. not sexual, sexual attraction. attraction. Right. But I, I, to me, when I like, I want to find out: is there trauma? Is there this? Is there that? Like, is it a disdain for it? Is it really just a? Because some people see that as an orientation, you know, and that's a possibility. But in that case, you have to seek out other asexuals oh. because right, otherwise, exactly. it makes it very, mm -hmm. very, uh, very difficult. Something else that you alluded to, Irwin, also was that sense of autonomy. Like right. your individuality. So that was another theme that uh, studies have found that maintains couples' sexual desire and sexual activity is that sense of autonomy. The difference, you need to differentiate in order to keep stuff alive. Like your partner has to be somebody, somebody who has her own or his life. own life to maintain um, an interest, like to, ma to maintain the uh, to, to be interesting the basically lore. right that that there has to be such an allure they can't just be a couple you can't just be the well, couple if you, you spend have to all be the an time, individual if you spend all the time together then what are, <laughs> when you get together what are you going to talk about what are you going to discuss right oh remember we did this five minutes ago or remember we did this yesterday <laughs> night <laughs> right. <laughs> another thing there's a couple of other things that i want to talk about too because they're important one of them is called self-expansion meaning that you're looking for things to expand your own growth. A so pump? people who, no, <laughs> yeah, I figures you catch on to that. Uh, but it really means the the willingness to try new things. So trying new things together, even not just sexual things, but other things like uh, experiencing new things together. Whether you travel together, whether you do you know different things, and also that willingness to say, hey, let's try this, or hey, like having that kind of openness too. And also couples who are high, who score high on egalitarianism, who are more equal in their relationships, tend to have better sex lives and maintain their sex, uh, sexual desire. I'd love to know what some of our listeners think and uh, what you think about this. And then we'll move on to talk about uh, why do people in committed relationships use porn? We'll find out how, why these guys use porn. They'll share with us. <laughs> This is Passion on CJD 800. The Boys Club tonight on the program. Uh, I'm reminding you, you've got a few minutes left to get in your text of 514-800. Let me know if you'd like to be part of our 20-year uh, anniversary party on August 23rd. It's a live broadcast in front of a studio audience, uh, but it's by invitation only. So we're giving away tickets to the event here. We're giving away on Facebook as well. It's going to be a, a great event. We have some amazing uh, sponsors that include Cook and Date, Poppin' Balloons, Capino, Lorne Huberman, Le Delice La Frenet. Uh, we have sex toy sponsors. Aneros, We Vibe, Wicked, Shunga, so you can imagine what we're giving away. Uh, we have restaurants like Vivaldi, Del Frisco's, and Otavio's, of course, uh, and lots of other uh, wonderful prizes to give away. 514-800, text us. Why would you like to be invited? And, um, and yeah, we'll put you in the draw. Uh, all right, a couple of texts. Men are visual. Porn is a visual moving fantasy that we can put ourselves in. When I was a young teen best porn we had was a Playboy or Penthouse magazine where we had to use our imagination much more, or at least until the centerfold stuck together. <laughs> 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 
Another texter. Uh, we live the fantasy. Now part of the Mile High Club. Uh, sex on a plane. Uh, red eye on way back from L.A. Plane was half empty. Got caught by the stewardess. She came back a few minutes later, asked us if we wanted anything to drink, and when she returned with drinks, big smile and said, you are now part of the Mile High Club. Um, and that's what sex dolls are for. So we were talking about mixing uh, when you have discrepant uh, libidos. But... Um, so let, let's talk about for a minute. So we, like it all kind of fits together, this porn watching now. Why do people in committed relationships use pornography? And I, was, I found this new study was kind of interesting because it looked at, um, it hypothesized that people in committed relationships use porn as a substitute for affection. Like something is missing in their relationship and they're lonely. And so they kind of, it's they call it a parasocial activity because you're kind of socializing with the whatever's going on on screen, but obviously not really because they're not real. Uh, and, and other reasons were releasing sexual tension, escaping loneliness, and of course this, uh, it's a coping mechanism basically. They were looking at it as a coping mechanism when people aren't getting the affection they need in their relationship. So I was a little doubtful about that for, for a lot of people. So I wanted to check with you guys. Okay, Carlo, why do you watch porn? Okay, the proper answer would be uh, you know, to remain faithful, but that's not the reality. I, I watch it because I like it. and <laughs> Not because uh, you're missing anything at home. No, it's because I like it. And the truth is like, a guy's like to masturbate even after they're in a committed relationship. It's not that it's replacing your sex. Right. But once in a while, you still want to pleasure yourself because you do it differently. Right. It's a different act, right? Exactly. It's a different sensation. It's a different yeah. act. And there's no so reason to So everybody likes to jerk off. And so it's not a question of being faithful. And that's why you're watching it. Let's just be real. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's Watch, pretty real. Watching porn isn't being unfaithful. I mean, it's, you know, like we said earlier, it's like fantasy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the movies. It's fantasy. And you always want to see yourself being in the movie. So you watch it as a fantasy. But does it replace your loving and your affection? And so it's not because no. you're missing no, love from your absolutely partner. Absolutely not. Actually, you know what? I was uh, I just caught, uh, turned on to uh, <laughs> porn made for women. Oh, is that what you've been looking for? And what do you see? What's it's the difference? a hell of a lot better. There's an actual. It's an actual story to it. Oh, it's an actual. story. Finally. So <laughs> no, but seriously, like the, the other, the, the oh, other one. The... So you listen for the dialogue. <laughs> believe it. But no, actually, believe it or not, it's an actual Blood movie. Nuit. There's it's, no, it's, not the it's, it's, it's more like porn. watching a movie. The the porn is the same. All the action is all the same. Okay. But it's uh, there's an actual story as opposed to a pizza delivery guy. Or the pool guy is there, and uh, oh, look at that. There's five women just sitting around. So there's more to fast forward too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you do? You fast forward. But does it replace, does it take, uh, it compensates for lacking of affection? I No way in hell. No way. If I was lacking affection, I wouldn't turn to porn right. at all. Right. It's not, it didn't make sense to me that that's what it would be. I mean, although some people use it to cope and de-stress or whatever, but that isn't necessarily. De-stress, like Carlo said, maybe by rubbing one out. Yeah, that's the way you de-stress, but not by I'll watch porn to de-stress. No, I'll watch porn de-stress because I rubbed one out. Do you think? And I just saved a couple of lives. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about people who are like uber secretive about their porn habits from their partner? What they, do you think they that probably, indicates? They probably have a lot of bookmarks on uh, their computer screens. Yeah, but what do you think that indicates to the fact that they keep liars? It? Well, just or or they're just embarrassed to show it. Oh, well, they're liars. What does it what? mean? 
Well, I mean, that's to me a symptom of some other problem. Like there's obviously a problem going on in the relationship if somebody feels like they, they have, have to, hide, to it? hide it because their partner maybe might think that they're being unfaithful or maybe they... But how is it unfaithful? Know. That's what I can't well, understand. Some people believe that, that, that it... That it's fantasy. It should be. I know. Listen, I'm with you on that. So I don't think it's, I, I don't think I, it's cheating at all. If you close your eyes and you fantasize, what, what's better, watching porn with people you don't know or closing your eyes and fantasizing about people that are actually a part of your life, I think that's a hell of a lot worse than watching porn. Yes, I think that's more people you don't know. Yes. That's more I, cheating than, so watch the porn. Watch the porn. People you don't know fantasize about that. Then the the person who's you what saw about it. the person who says, "But I don't understand why you need to watch it. I'm available. I'm here. Um, I, I don't turn you down. Like I want to have sex with you." What do you answer to them? Like Carlo said, you know what? Self pleasure is different. Okay. And it's something you've done privately when you were much younger. You know, you're a young teenage boy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you just get used to it. So once in a while, you just want to have be able to pleasure yourself so right I, and i want the message to get across so that women understand this as well right so th this is why i wanted the oh. you guys to know yeah that means we're we, yeah we're done i know you're no! always like surprised <laughs> we're done guys thank you so much uh costa where can people find you uh my personal is uh at the and the underscore 174 on uh, Instagram. Ah, or just go see him at Otavio. Or see Otavio <laughs> Resto on Instagram uh, for the restaurant. Carlo DeLuca. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Station 16. All right. And Erwin Lamberski. IDGoop.ca. Wonderful. You can find uh, Paris Mansori at Paris Mansori anywhere on social media. Thank you, Paris, for doing our Facebook thing. Uh, totally appreciate it, of course. And we appreciate all of you who tuned in. Uh, congratulations to Art and uh, the two Karens. We will see you on August 23rd at our party. Somebody will be contacting you in the next couple of days. So uh, we look forward to, uh, to having you there. Thank you all for listening. And thanks to our technical producer, Aaron Lakoff. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito. Don't forget, write in there too. If you uh, go to my page and that post where we talk about our party, if you want to go to the party, you can put your note in there too. We'll pick some people from there as well. Uh, coming up next here on uh, CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and uh, remember to live your life with passion.